welcome. This is the start of the episode. Hi. This is Chattahoochee. I'm Jen. I'm Casey. And we are joined today by the internet. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, internet. We are joined. <laughs> Wait, what's a marriage thing, right? What's a marriage thing? Uh, we're gathered here today to join these two people in an unholy matrimony of marriage. Are we getting married right now? No! I told you! <laughs> uh, this is something that Casey and I have talked about extensively, actually. <laughs> we were looking at wedding pictures this morning, and in a lot of them it looks like she and I are getting married. <laughs> And the ones where Noam is off somewhere else, and we're just, like, having fun with our bouquets, both in dresses, like, it fully looks like we're getting married. Um, the first time Jen asked me to marry her was freshman year of college. <laughs> Do you remember? Uh, yeah, Casey and I were, like, sitting on the couch or something, and... We were watching Runaway Bride. Oh, yeah, we were watching Runaway Bride. And Featuring I... Julia Roberts. And Richard Gere, <laughs> with, um, Joan Cusack, and... Oh, I only remember Julia Roberts. No, Joan Cusack is the really funny best friend. Like oh. That, you know what I mean? Like, everyone needs a funny best friend in That's a rom-com. That's me! You're the funny best friend! <laughs> um, and we were watching Runaway Brides and sitting on the couch, and I turned to Casey and said, do you want to get married? <laughs> <laughs> but what I like, I seconds later realized that she meant, do I want to... Well, I, she says that she meant, <laughs> do I ever want to get married in the future? But it sounded like the movie had inspired her to propose to me on the spot. I was just so moved by witnessing the beautiful love shared between Julia Roberts and Richard Gere <laughs> that I just couldn't contain myself. Just, yeah. And I was the closest person around, so. <laughs> it's, it was a convenience thing. <laughs> Live marriage. Uh, <laughs> you should have streamed your actual marriage. People asked me to do that, actually. Why didn't you? I don't know. It seemed like a lot of work. I would have had, like, a GoPro strapped to me. Really? <laughs> yeah. We can we can do a reenactment someday. I think I know someone who has a GoPro. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, uh, I know someone who does reenactments. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I have to know... Okay, I, a friend of a friend does knighting, which is, like, running around in armor, hitting each other with swords. Okay. That's the closest I have to a reenactment uh, contact. <laughs> uh, we'll have to keep that in mind. Uh, should we start answering questions? Yeah. Do you want to address how to not suck at life? I feel like, okay, sh Shadow... So for those of us, those of you listening at home in the future, when we're not recording this, uh, we are taking questions from Twitch chat right now. So if we're addressing people, those are the people that we're addressing. Those are the questions we're addressing. Shadow, if you can ask something slightly more specific, we would be happy to answer it. Like what aspect of life? I don't know. That's a, I feel like that's... If you can't, we can give it a shot anyway. Yeah. If you say, nah, there's no way I can narrow it down, we'll take a stab at it. But Just it might like be similar to questions game. we've answered before, because we've kind of answered similar yeah, things before. Yeah, similar. All right, question number one. Are we starting with this one? I don't know. You can you can drive. Oh, God. Do you not want to drive? No. Want, here, I'll pick one in the middle. All right, our questions today are uh, coming from r slash advice. So these are questions from the Reddit community. 
And they're all, like, pretty recent questions. Yeah? I believe so? Yes! Um, alright, so the first question is coping with guilt. I bought an aquarium with two fishes a week ago. One of them died this morning, most likely by my fault. I've been down all day long and I'm crying for six hours straight now. I asked myself millions of times what I could have done differently. I feel even more guilty because I have one more fish and I'm not responsible enough. I'm going to take it back to the shop and never get another pet again. I'm so shattered. It would mean a lot to me if you could give me any advice. Thanks in advance. Um, do you have anything to say to this person initially, Casey? I know that aquariums are, they can be delicate ecosystems. You have to constantly be testing the pH and stuff. I guess. So, I guess next time just do your research more into how to maintain a healthy habitat for a pet. And, yeah, if it's not if it's not your thing, then maybe don't get more pets. <laughs> because, I mean, they're going to die. They all die. <laughs> yeah, it's such a grim outlook. Yeah, I've, I've been really morbid all day. I think it's because yeah. I'm sick. <laughs> <laughs> Having to face my own mortality. Um... So, this person says, most likely by my fault. So, I'm wondering, like, what aren't they telling us? You know what I mean? Oh, why do they think it's by their fault? Yeah. Maybe they just have a negative outlook of themselves. Because if it was, I feel like if it were a pH balance or imbalance or something, then why is the other fish still alive? That's something that should affect both fish equally. Unless there were different species of fish and one was more sensitive, more delicate. Yeah, I guess that's possible. Um, Have you had a pet die? Me personally? Yeah. By my own hand? Yeah. Um, I've had pets die in the past. Okay, one time um, I was... It wasn't really a pet but when I was younger I really used to like to catch frogs Mm. um and I would keep them in like little terraria Mm. um in my room and one time I caught a frog and I put all kinds of vegetation and stuff in there but Mm. I didn't like keep it moist enough and the and so the frog got really dehydrated and when I opened up the terrarium to look at it the frog like I thought the frog was dead and so I took it out, and I was holding it and looking at it, and it was, like, all kind of raisiny, like, shrivelly. And I was so upset. And then it jumped, like, at me. Oh, my God. And, and it was so scary. And then I took it outside, and I put it, like, in the little culvert near my house. Uh, I don't scream very often, but that was one time in my life that I actually screamed because of something, like, that scared me uh-huh. in the moment. Um, and I felt very, very badly... About that, but I don't think it died. Uh, have you had a pet die because of something you did? Um, I feel like I must have. But <laughs> when I was little, I used to keep snails in terraria. Yeah, did they die? I don't remember. If they did, I didn't care. I used to take snails home from the beach because I thought they were really cool. And, like... You didn't realize they needed to stay at the beach. Yeah. And, like, my mom would say, don't bring any snails home. <laughs> Jen, and then don't I would, bring any snails and home. And I would hide them in the cup holder of the car. Oh, my... That's gross. <laughs> and then what did you do with them when you got them home? <laughs> then I would, like, try to play with them, and I would realize they were dead, and I would get <gasps> really grossed out, and I'd throw them into the woods. Oh, my... Wait, okay, you're talking about this like it <laughs> happened all the time. How many times did this happen? 
like every time we went to the beach. Oh my god! You never learned that they were gonna die. No, each time I was like, oh, I'll be able to make it work. How? Like, what uh, were you doing like, differently? Like putting oh, it in a different cup holder. Yeah, like oh, this time I need to make sure there's water. Oh, this time I need to make sure there's salt water. Oh wow, really scientific about it. Yeah, but giving them salt water didn't work. No, I don't think what so. What other modifications did you try? Those are the only ones I remember. Um, that's disturbing. Yeah. You chucked them into the box. Yeah. Um, so to an- the- finish answering this person's question, I feel like, um, I understand why they feel really badly because feeling like you're responsible for the loss of life, even if it's a fish. Yeah. Um, like, especially something in your care is very upsetting. Um, yeah. like you feel a responsibility there. And I think that if, like, it's definitely an okay idea to take it back to the shop, but you could also, instead of initially taking it back, go to the shop, like, right away and say, hey, this fish died, this is what I'm doing, what do you think I could be doing wrong, and how can I remedy this with my remaining fish, and then give that a shot. That's a good idea. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I kind of feel like saying, like, don't don't feel so bad about it, but, I mean, maybe it's a good thing that you feel so bad about it because you have a really big heart for fish. Yeah, it means you're, like, not a thoughtless sociopath. Yeah, it's better than just not caring at all. Yeah, definitely. But how much you care is definitely more than the average person would care. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I would say don't write off having a pet, at, like, ever. That seems like it's an over. Yeah, I just feel like if you get that sad over a fish, if you, like, have a dog and it dies. Yeah, that's Like, true. how many hours will you cry then? Yeah. Maybe um, if someone you live with could have a pet and you could enjoy the benefits but not feel responsible for it. <laughs> I know I would like that. <laughs> I actually do enjoy that. I hang out with my parents' dog a lot. Yeah. And I don't have to feed him or anything. I yeah. just, like... Pat his butt. Yeah, you could go volunteer at an animal shelter or something. That's a really good idea. That would be good for everyone. Yeah. And you seem to have a very big heart for the animal kingdom. So I bet you would be into that. Yeah. That's my official suggestion. And while you're volunteering there, you can learn lots of skills on how to take care of animals. And then maybe one day you will feel the confidence to have another pet. Yeah. Uh, so Shadow says, how does one not suck at school? Uh, we both... Don't suck at school. Yeah, we we can give you some advice We're here. We're the right people. Um, so, I mean, I guess there's lots of different ways that you can suck at school, right? So, <laughs> Are we starting with the negative? <laughs> well, well, it's good to know what's going wrong so that you can know how to fix it. That's true. Are you easily distracted? Are you uninterested? Are you... Do you procrastinate? Oh, do you procrastinate? Do you, like, just not feel motivated to work very hard because mm-hmm. you don't care about school? Do you just find that you study and it doesn't work? Yeah, do you feel like you're putting in a lot of time, but nothing sticks? I know that happens to some people. Mm-hmm. Is it, are you bad or, like, not doing as well as you want to be doing in all of your classes? Mm-hmm. Or is it specific classes? Like, are you really good at, like, uh, humanities, language arts, reading, writing stuff? And School bad is just very boring, he mm-hmm. says. Um, so... I think that. Do you know what grade he is in? No. Are what you grade are you in? Yes. Are you willing to divulge your 
school level. Um, it's definitely hard to put a lot of effort into something that you find boring. And, yeah, like, no matter what it is. Like, it even... Like, I like my job, and I find my job interesting, but there are occasionally aspects that I'm like, oh. It's monotonous. Yeah. Uh, seventh grade. So. I like seventh grade. In seventh grade. <laughs> in seventh grade, I found seventh grade to be hard because, for me, that was when middle school started. Like, I went from my me elementary yeah. school into middle school, so there were, like, lots of new kids. It went from having one teacher to having a teacher for every subject. We had lockers and stuff, which I didn't have before. The lockers were <laughs> <laughs> Um, So I feel like that's kind of a hard time to navigate, like, in a lot of ways, like, socially and stuff also. But in terms of finding it boring, I think if you could try to find ways to connect the classes that you find most boring... To topics that you don't find boring. Mm. Like, for in- instance, if you have to do reading for your English class, like, can you pick books in a topic that you're more interested in, like video games or something? Like, maybe there's a really cool book out there about, like, the history of video games, and then you could read that for your reading time. Or, um... If you don't like math, you can think of it as a pathway to becoming, like, an astronaut or an architect or something. Yeah. Um, like, what are what are the sorts of things that you're most interested in? And ultimately, it's kind of hard because even if you try to relate things to things that you're more interested in, there are always going to be times where, like, you just have to learn algebra, and sometimes it's hard to connect algebra to anything that you find personally relevant or interesting. And I don't... It's... It's easy for me to say, like, oh, you just need to think about it, like, long-term and think about, like, oh, you need to do well in algebra so that you are able to, like, study things that you're actually interested in, like, later in life. But when you're in seventh grade, that's re- it's really hard to think that long-term. It's a forced ELA subject, English language arts subject. That's the worst for him? That's your least favorite? The most boring? I don't know if that was helpful at all, Shadow. But... <laughs> it was at least entertaining. <laughs> but I would say, whenever possible, uh, <laughs> whenever possible, try to relate it to this something. This is just like when I joined the Pen15 Club. <laughs> the what? The Pen15 Club. Pen... <laughs> A kid says, do you want to join the Pen15 Club? And then they take your arm and they write Pen15 on it and then it just says penis. I've never heard of that before. <laughs> what Christmas is Maybe that? I invented it. <laughs> um, you are the president of the Pen15 Club. <laughs> Put that on your resume. I am the founding father of the Pen15 Club. Put that on your resume. Um... It was, like, fourth grade. <laughs> it was when we first learned the word penis. As a... As a... <laughs> it's Uh... Yes, I am old. <laughs> no, no. I think he's just saying it's been around... Like, it's a time-honored tradition. Yeah. I would ride my dinosaur to school, join the Pen15 <laughs> Club. 
<laughs> and then um, hang out in the Roman Empire. <laughs> All right. Um, next question, I guess. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Uh, phone addict. Why don't you read this one? Phone addict. My significant other comes home after not seeing each other all day and spends every single second on his phone up until we go to sleep. I understand having to decompress after work, but I feel like it's becoming a problem since he never puts it down to interact with me or our kids. Uh-oh. Kids. Kids. <laughs> I'm starting to become resentful, and I've mentioned that it bothers me a handful of times, but nothing has changed. Anybody else have experience with this and found a solution? Jen, um, there were like, there was one time when I came to visit you, and I was on my phone a lot, and then you yelled at me, and now I'm better about it. Yes. So, Jen knows how. Uh, yeah, exactly. I think communication is key. Hello, Huskies. Um, communication is key, uh, because it's really, really easy, and I definitely find myself doing this, and also my husband. So just <laughs> yell? <laughs> uh... Like, your phone is kind of like an endless handheld box of entertainment, mm. and it's really, like... Nothing it, can compete with that. Like, it will absorb as much time as you allow it to yeah, absorb. Yeah, yeah, it's, like, it's almost infinite. Yeah, it's a liquid. Like, it will expand. My phone is a liquid. Uh, so... It is something that you have to be really cognizant of, um, and you have to, like, make it be... A specific goal of yours, like, I'm going to allot a certain amount of time to being on my phone, or, like, I'm going to be in the mindset to not just, like, mindlessly be on my phone. I'm going to do it for specific reasons at specific times. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, one time when Casey was visiting, Casey didn't used to have a smartphone. Oh yeah, so it was new to me at that time. Yeah, so she was just, like, on it all the time. And also, I was tindering a lot. At that and she was tindering all the time. <laughs> and Tinder is so entertaining. Yeah. Like, really infinitely entertaining. <laughs> yeah. And we don't get to see each other very often, so I was, like, mm-hmm. bummed out that she was just on her phone all the time. And so after she left, I was like, hey, you were on your phone all the time, and it bummed me out, and now she's better about it. Yeah, because I didn't realize it affected Jen. So, this person... She says she's mentioned it to him, but maybe have more of a sit-down talk with him. Because Jen, like, sent me, like, a paragraph text about, like, hey, you, you're a bad lady. (laughs) Be better. (laughs) You're a bad person. Those were my exact words. You're a bad person. Uh, no, you should have, um, if you haven't already, have, like, a conversation with your husband that says... This you're, This is what you're doing, this is why it makes me feel bad, and this is what I'd like you to try to do to change that behavior. Um, and also, like, it isn't really fair to your child, which I'm sure you're aware of. Like, I'm sure your husband, like, doesn't want to be a bad husband or a bad father, and he probably is just, like, looking for distraction after work, like you said, and that's just easy and convenient and doesn't require a lot of energy. Whereas, like, having real conversations with real people can, yeah. can be a lot when you're tired. But Especially if he has kind of a social job. Like, when I spend a lot of time with other people, 
I'm a social worker, so a lot of days my job is very social, and if I've spent all day talking to other people, my coworkers and my clients and everyone, uh, I want to come home and just not use my vocal cords at all. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, and like I said, the same thing has happened where, like, I've been on my phone when my husband is trying to talk to me, and he has to kind of be like, hey, can you put your phone down and pay attention to me? Yeah. And the same, and like... He'll be on his phone or, like, watching something. I'll be like, hey, I'm trying to talk to you about this thing. Can you, like, put that away for a second? Yeah. It is really hard, though. Like, sometimes I'll be on my phone. Like, earlier today or yesterday, I was doing something on my phone that I didn't think took a lot of my brain. And then you were talking to me. And I didn't realize that I wasn't hearing you until after you'd stopped talking. And I was like, Jen was <laughs> definitely just talking to me. No idea what she was saying. Um and so I had to ask you to repeat it and, like, put down my phone. But, yeah, so yeah. sometimes the person using the phone might not realize, like, they might think they're present enough, but they're not. Yeah. So you need to tell them. Yeah, definitely. And, yeah, that's really sad. We were just talking, we were hiking yesterday. Yeah. And we were talking about how phones and parenting don't go well together. Yeah, like, there was a story that was making the news circuits, like, a month or two ago. Um, where a couple, I guess, sort of concurrently, or maybe they just, one story came out and then other teachers said, oh, I did this assignment too, but at different, like, second and third and fourth grade classrooms across the country, um, teachers had had a writing prompt that was like, oh, like, if you had one wish, what would it be or something? And multiple children from multiple classrooms had said, oh, I wish phones had never been invented. Mm -hmm. Or like, oh, I wish mommy didn't have her phone. Yeah. Because their parents are just on their phones all the time, and it makes the kids feel bad because they they recognize that their parents aren't paying attention to mm -hmm. them, and they want that attention and aren't getting it. Yeah. And they see the phone as being the source of the problem. Yeah. That's, that's really sad. sad. Like, that's going to definitely affect that generation as adults. Yeah. Like, I'm glad that phones didn't exist when I was a kid. Yeah. I don't know if my parents would have been. I mean, my dad still doesn't have a phone. I think he would have been the same. Yeah. But, like, my mom is sometimes kind of absorbed in, like, her laptop. Like, laptops also didn't exist when I was a kid. Yeah. Again, I'm very old. <laughs> but my mom may or may not have. I mean, she's definitely listening to this. Mom, you can defend yourself <laughs> in the comments. Um. She might have been a little... Well, she did play a lot of Tetris when I was little. But I didn't feel neglected. <laughs> um, oh, so let's see. Lucky Hamburger is back. And we had something that we... So we had checked our email, which is... Uh, where did it go? AskChattahoochee at gmail.com. And... Um, this was... It was requested that this was... Re it was requested that this be read on stream. Uh, so I guess we'll do it now. Go yeah. ahead. <clears throat> so on a previous episode, we mentioned haggis. I think because we were talking about how I'm going to Scotland. Anyway, so this is uh, a listener-submitted poem. Uh, I don't know who to attribute it to, but here we go. Much to his dad and mum's dismay, Horace ate himself one day. He didn't stop to say his grace, he just sat down and ate his face. We can't have this, his dad declared. If that lad's ate, he should be shared. But even as he spoke, they saw horse eating more and more. First his legs and then his thighs, his arms, his nose, his hair, his eyes. Stop him, someone, mother cried. Those eyeballs would be better fried. 
but all too late for they were gone, and he had started on his dong. Oh, foolish child, the father mourned. You could have deep-fried those with prawns, some parsley, and some tartar sauce. But H was on his second course, his liver and his lights and lung, his ears, his neck, his chin, his tongue. To think I raised him from the cot, and now he's gone to scoff the lot. His mother cried, what shall we do? What's left won't even make a stew. And as she wept, her son was seen to eat his head, his heart, his spleen. And there he lay, a boy no more, just a stomach on the floor. Nonetheless, since it was his, they ate it. And that's what haggis is. Lucky says that it's a Monty Python thing. Oh, interesting. Which makes sense. When we first read it, we both thought it was Shel Silverstein, except the word dong. Yeah, it, it seems very Silver. Shil- Silver yeah, Steen-esque. like just the the cadence of yeah. it. Yeah, the the format. Yeah, Monty Python thing apparently. I believe it. Um, was there one more? So question was there a question had? involved in this poem? I, I don't think there was a question. Um, I think there was one more question in the inbox. Oh yeah, Bill. We can come back to this. This is more lighthearted, so we can come back to this when we need. Uh, a break from depressing things. Ah. Okay, next question. Um, yeah, this one? Yeah. Okay. About to co- graduate college with the wrong degree. In the spring of 2019, I'll graduate with a degree in film. However, I now realize that I want to work in game design instead. I don't really know where to start in applying myself to get a job in that field with just a film degree. Any advice? Mm. I mean, a lot of people work outside of the field that their major was. I mean, neither of us do. (laughs) So we can't really relate to that. I don't know. What do you think, Jen? Well... I'm going to draw upon an anecdote from The Good Place, the podcast. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so, uh, or, yeah, ooh, Orchland does. Yes. Uh, okay, so in The Good Place, the podcast, they were interviewing, um, I believe it's the man who does all of the visual effects work. Um, so, like, on the show, The Good Place, there is, like, a lot of sort of fantastical things that happen that need visual effects. So, and it's primarily done by one project head and they were interviewing him on a podcast about the show and they were asking about his background because obviously like he's a pretty successful successful visual effects person because he's doing the visual effects for like a big network sitcom Mm. um and he actually got his college degree uh with a major in economics in and a minor in scandinavian studies (sighs) And then he decided that he wasn't interested in that at all, at all and he just le- started learning visual ve- effects programs, like, on the side in his spare time, and, like, put a lot of time into them, and started doing freelance work with it, and, like, gained a reputation that way. Um, so I think that overall, like, film and video game design, I know that they're not really the same, but they, I don't know, I feel like... So some of the principles could potentially apply. Like, just frame composition. Yeah. Um, So, if game design is what you're really interested in, what... I don't think that your degree matters. If you're able to put together some 
like impressive game design portfolio yeah portfolio work and show that to someone they're not going to care if you have a degree in film if you can put your money where your mouth is in terms of your game design chops so my advice would be to start building a portfolio um and then you can use that as part of your application materials when you start looking for entry-level positions you can also um Sorry, I'm sick. My brain is on a delay. <laughs> you can also... Okay, you're graduating in the spring, so you have one year of college left. It's possible if you switch everything up right now, you could get a degree in uh, game design or whatever, something else. Because, I mean, if you really focus on a major, you can probably do it in like two years because you have obviously all the prerequisites for undergrad done so it might be worth it to stay in college like a year longer to get a degree in something you're more interested in yeah something that's really useful that I've done as an adult like in grad school is you can find people who have the job that you most want and talk to them Mm. about what their credentials are what like Ask them, have you ever, like, worked with someone with a film degree and not video game design degree? Um, Maybe it's not heard of. Maybe it's kind of common. I don't know. And you can also, a little bit of an easier step would be to first look up jobs, like, job listings for openings that you might potentially want in the future and see what their criteria are. See if they require... Um, a video game design degree. Yeah. And sometimes even if they do, don't be too discouraged about it because a lot of times job listings will say like five years experience, absolutely necessary. But if you apply with two years experience and you're the best candidate, (laughs) nobody else has the same credentials and five years experience, you can still totally get it. I've seen that happen a bunch of times. Yeah. There was a manager position at my old job and... It required, like, I think at least four years of experience, and my friend who had two got it. So, it's not unheard of. Yeah. And Lucky says you can go into indie game design. (laughs) That's a safe thing to say. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I'm scarred for life now. Um, (laughs) Now I'm going to have a phobia of reading aloud, if I didn't already. Um, But yeah, you could go into, like, game design that has a lot to do with film or like is artsier which i guess indie games typically are kind of artsier and film is an art whatever so those are a bunch of options (laughs) yeah um and i think what orchland was getting at was uh he has a degree in like computer stuff and now he's streaming full-time oh i didn't know that yeah that's so cool um so Obviously, like, his degree didn't do anything to prepare him for that, necessarily. At the end of the day, I think it... I mean, it's related. I mean, kind of. Uh, But at the end of the day, like, it's about putting your time in and learning your craft or your trade or your art. And... Yeah. If you put the time in, there's... Like, a degree shouldn't set you back. Yeah. At least in this kind of, like, artistic field, I think. I don't know. Like, if you 
have a degree in English Lit and you want to get into a chemistry PhD program, that would be potentially harder. But I think yeah. in this path, just work when possible on like learning the kinds of game design software that you would need to know, and then you'll probably be fine. Yeah, yeah, because that looks really impressive on a resume if you know different programs that are yeah. cutting edge, state of the art. Um, I don't know how that compares to the degree aspect, but it's definitely another way to build your resume that you can focus on. Maybe. Yeah. Um, there's a girl in my social work program who has an undergrad degree in, like, French literature, yeah. which has really nothing to do with social work. But um, I don't think she had any, like, experience in the field either, but she got into the program. I don't know. She might have written a really good essay or something. She's a cool person. She would have interviewed well. Yeah. But yeah, so it definitely happens. You don't have to take a, like, straight and narrow path to yeah, your I think dream job. There's a tendency to think that your degree is, like, the be-all, end-all, and it's really not. Like, it's not. It's definitely easier if you have some consistency there, but it's not impossible. <laughs> uh okay what i forgot about this one. <laughs> all right read this read this one to me casey um the title is a girl put a fry in my plumber's crack and then the extremely crying emoji <laughs> i am a five foot nine <laughs> it says five inches nine five inches nine feet um i'm a five foot nine 189 pound male junior in high school and i was having a great day today as in the best day this year until this random short girl shoved a fry in my plumber's crack. <laughs> Assuming it was a guy, I stood up and was confused when I wasn't face-to-face -face with a guy and I looked down in this Oompa Loop. <laughs> I think he's meaning to say Oompa Loompa because they're short, but he said Opal Loopa. Opal like the gem? <laughs> Loopa like the... that one like singer um okay so he saw this opal lupa uh am i allowed to say bitch on your <laughs> you just did opal lupa bitch she was laughing and her table was laughing if this were a guy i would have knocked him out because of society i couldn't hit a girl what do i do if a female or someone does this um jen <laughs> what's what what's my take on this what does he do um well first of all i completely understand why that is <laughs> this has happened to you this is a relatable experience we all go through this in high school let me tell you a story <laughs> take uh, us back no, I mean, obviously that's an upsetting thing to have happened to you. Is it mean but that I think that's funny? It's slightly insensitive that you think it's funny. Um, you, Shaden Freud. Oh my is god, not a good... what if in the future I have a client who has a really funny sad story and I can't not laugh? I was gonna say, oh what if god. in the future what if I get my license some, taken away? Someone coin slots you. <laughs> It's never happened to me yet. It's uh, only a matter of time. So, okay. I think that... I... <laughs> there's a couple of different things you can do. You can, Let's unpack. 
you could confront her about this. Like, and like bullies don't respond well to confrontation, <laughs> right? And that is bully behavior. I think at one point in my school career, I was a bully. <laughs> Would confrontation have worked against you? Um, maybe. Because I don't think I realized I was a bully. I was just really funny and a mean way. Yeah, like, she was probably... Uh, <laughs> Orshlan says, just say, excuse me, what the fuck? I don't know. I don't know what the inflection is, but that's what I imagine. Excuse yeah. me, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Okay, if this were I to like happen, If this were to happen again, be like, hey why did you do that? That's not cool. And, like, she's not gonna know what to respond to that. I don't know. I say confront her, try to laugh it off as people being idiots, but whatever. Which I know is a hard thing to do. And then, like, buy a belt. (laughs) (laughs) Crisis prevention, buy a belt. Yeah. Or, um, if you want to really throw them off, you could Take it and, and eat, eat it. it. Thank you, Jen. <laughs> yes, we're on the same page. That means we're right. Take it and eat it and say thank you. Thanks for the free fry. Say, thank you so much. Very generous. You could tell I was wanting a snack. Your placement is a little strange. I don't know if that's normal where you come from, but... Uh, say that you don't particularly care for enemas, but you understand if she does. <laughs> that's pretty funny. <laughs> Uh, I do not condone physical violence. Um, yeah, me neither. Uh, <laughs> there are some suggestions happening that we don't agree with, but you do you. <laughs> right? Uh, but I'm sorry that happened to you because it- That sounds very embarrassing. Yeah, and like- I mean, I feel like it's embarrassing for her, too. Because that's, like, a gross act to take part in either side. Yeah. Not to, like, yuck anyone's yum. Like, if that's your thing. But not in public. Yeah. But also, like, you say, like, if it were a guy, you would have knocked him out. But also, like, you should Yeah, that's a... Don't hit anyone. Yeah, like, that's gonna make you get in trouble where... And then you you come out on the losing side. Yeah. Like, you could get suspended or something, and then you'll get in trouble at home, and then it'll be a whole thing. Right. And if you resort to physical violence, then that person knows that they They... really, really affected you. And, I mean, the folk wisdom, which I think is correct, is bullies thrive on... Well, when Mm. I was a bully, did I thrive on attention? (laughs) What did you thrive on as a bully? Ooh, definitely attention. (laughs) Um, Yeah, attention will make them want to do it more, because that's what they want. That's what we want. (laughs) I can speak for the bully community. Hi, this is Jen. This episode was recorded during part of a Twitch live stream and will be continued during next week's release. Until then, be careful of who you sit near at the cafeteria.